This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Sexy Real Estate Recruiting Podcast. I'm Dr. Ben Spears. I am here with the big guy, as always, Matt Vi. And, and Matt, I'm so excited. You know, we had we had Bob Berg on the podcast, yep. you know, episode 100. Right. Just like every just like every single guest we have, we're like, do you know anybody else that would be, you know, a good fit for a podcast? Bob's like, I got the guy. I got the guy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm going to get you in touch with him. Feel free to use my name. And, uh, and, and he's on here today. So I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. Tell us, tell us a little bit how, how you're doing. And then, you know, get, get us to our guest. Another, uh, another day in paradise, but of course, uh, excited to talk to, uh, to, to Randy Gage. We're going to, we're going to go through some of what he's written and everything. We're going to talk about uh, a new book that he's got out and how we, uh, how we ended up at that and everything. But me, I'm good, excited, just like usual, ready to get, ready to get rolling. Right. So yep. let's, uh, so let's dig in. Randy, how are, how are you today? Well, I'm. Um... I own real estate and I'm sexy, so this must be a great podcast for me to be on. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, uh, so a little bit about your, a little bit about your history, a little bit about your background, right? You're originally from Madison, Wisconsin. Is that is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, and then uh, and then moved to Miami, Florida, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then in the, I think in 1990, you kind of got started. Uh, uh, that was that was that your first book, right? Because you've had 13 books, right? A bunch of bestseller, New York Times bestsellers, all that kind of stuff. Is it 13 books or is it more than that now? Actually, this last one is number 14 now. Um, and yeah, the first book, I think it was probably like 96 or something, okay. I, if I remember right. Good. And so, uh, and so you do a lot of speaking, you've, uh, you've spoke to a couple of million people plus, right? 50 different countries, all that kind of stuff. Books have been translated and all of that. And you focused on, on being, on people being powerful and profitable. Right. And so we, we, we love that, right. We, we, we like prosperity uh, and, and we like for, uh, for people to be able to, to realize that it's not just about how much you sell. It's about all the things that go into, into all of that. Right. So, uh, so tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit about your, uh, your first book, how it got going and everything, and a little bit about some of the other books that you've written and, and a little bit about your journey. Well, the first book was a how-to book uh, for people in direct selling. Okay. And that's the biz, you know, that was one, I'm a big believer on residual income. So for me, that has translated into three channels for my own income. One is direct selling, two is real estate, and three is being a uh, information entrepreneur. And so I kind of combined a couple of those with that book. I, I wanted a kind of a how-to manual for how do you build a large marketing organization. And so that was the first book. I actually, that that's sold easily more than 2 million copies. It's in 25 different <coughs> languages. And I recently, last year, actually in 2020, I wrote a new version of that called Direct Selling Success. 
So it's, it's for somebody who's selling real estate, it's not really applied to them. But for someone who wants to build a team, create leverage, it was written for that. And that's kind of, nice. so that was a big uh, endeavor to do that. So I have, I guess, a few books on direct selling. And then the rest are really on prosperity and success in general. That I, I my, my tribe, if you will, is entrepreneurs. Right, and right more specifically entrepreneurs who have self-awareness, take self-responsibility for their own success and believe in personal growth and evolving. Yeah. That's our people, man. You're in the, you're in the right place. Not just because you're sexy and you own real estate, but you're in the right <laughs> place because that's uh, that's, that's absolutely our people. So. Yeah. I, I have a quick question. And, and again, this may sound like a dumb question, but you know, I know, you know, in, 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 in several different type, titles of books or, um, you know, types of content, you know, different people have a different definition for, um, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're talking about. So, you know, you know, we look at you and, and, and Bob told us like, this guy is an expert in prosperity, right? So whenever I have an expert in, in something, you know, on the show, I, I want to ask, I want to say, tell, tell me exactly what you, you think prosperity is. Um, cause I, I want to make, I want to make sure that, that our, that our listeners, you know, aren't thinking, uh, prosperity is only, you know, right. making millions of dollars or prosperity is, you know, you've, you've climbed Mount Everest and now you're completely enlightened or, you know, there's so many different ways. But I would, I would like to hear from you, you know, what, what do you see as prosperity? Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful question. Cause that's really important when you're discussing anything that, Hey, are we all on the same definition here? Are right. we all talking about the same thing? Yeah. So for me, prosperity is very holistic. It's health might be the most important element of it. It does. You could have twenty billion dollars if you're not healthy. You're going to be miserable, right? Yep. Uh, we need so we need health. We need healthy relationships. Again, if you've got if you're a number one New York Times bestseller with twenty seven books but you have no one you love and nobody who loves you. What's the point, right? So health, healthy relationships, uh, a strong spiritual connection. Some people that's religious, other people it's not. It's just spiritual, meaning that you're living in, in harmony with your thoughts. You have peace and harmony in your daily countenance. And then money and material things are included. And I, I put them last because I think there's two different conflicting schools of thought on this. Most people, if you say prosperity, they think it's just about money, right? right? right. So yeah, it's money, money, money. And then there are people who discredit that, right? So like I often have spoken at unity churches or science of mind, new thought churches, and they have a, there's like a, a cadre of, of people who go through those places teaching prosperity seminars and workshops right. and they're broke, right? So they're doing a workshop and they're like, well, uh, uh, I don't have the money and material things, but those are just material things. I have my health and I have loving people. I'm sorry, that dog don't hunt. If you're going to teach prosperity, you should be manifesting and working on and embodying and demonstrating all of the principles. And that includes money and material things because 
for you, and there's a lot of negative programming about money, as you guys know. Yeah, a lot of people think money is evil or rich people are bad, and that's deeply, deeply ingrained in our social consciousness. Right. So we've got to blow up that belief and recognize, okay, that, that doesn't serve us. It's true, uh, money doesn't buy happiness, but we can also say poverty doesn't buy happiness either, right? right? right. And what money and material things they won't make you happy, but money and material things give you self-expression, which allows you to become happier. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, so you know, tying it all to health, right, with body and healthy spirit and health, but uh, that, you know, we hear that a decent amount, but having a healthy outlook on, on uh, money, we don't, we don't hear that all the time, right? So that's, yeah. That's a, you know, it, like you said, it's quite the opposite, right? We hear the, we hear the exact opposite of that, that, you know, money will make you unhealthy and your mindset isn't right. If you, if you're, if you look at money the wrong way, that that's a, that's, that's actually a, a huge point. We appreciate you, uh, you sharing that with us and kind of getting us all on the same page with how you look at prosperity. Listen, that's my assignment on earth. Okay. This new book that I mentioned, Radical Rebirth is the title, right? Yep. The idea, kind of the theme is how to kill off the old you and nice. move into the highest possible version of yourself. Right. And one of the things I did in the book is just to prosecute the case on this issue of money, material things, how it impacts our, our health and wellness and happiness and harmony. And I do a lot of research in the book into mind viruses, um, which are, you know, memes. But when you, when you say memes, people think of like slides on Instagram or something. But the real definition of meme was first coined by Dr. Richard Dawkins in his book, The Selfish Gene. And he, he, it's a self-replicating mind virus that parasitizes the host. So if you hear the baby shark theme, it's in your head and now you hum it on the elevator and now it's an earworm for the lady next to you on the elevator and she's harming it, humming it an hour later, right? That happens with, with mind viruses. And right. the most prevalent ones in the world are money is bad, rich people are evil, it's spiritual to be poor or it's noble to be poor. To be successful, you gotta be a bad parent to have a successful company, you have to exploit the workers and plunder the environment. So these are just insidious. They're just programming level after level. So what I do in the book is I go, it doesn't matter what generation you are, whether you're baby boomer, global, uh, millennial, whatever. I say, okay, let's look at the TV shows, the books, the blockbuster movies, the plays, the operas, whatever pop culture there is in your generation and let's look for the insidious right. subconscious programming yeah, of right. all those negative things money is bad rich people so i start with whether the shows were beverly hillbillies um the gilligan's island and go to dallas and dynasty and house and up to game of thrones and succession and billions and whatever's on your tv mm -hmm. right now What's ever in the Metroplex right now, whatever's on the New York Times bestseller list right now. And you see the, the way to have successful uh, pop culture, movies, books, plays, operas, whatever, is to pander to people's negative beliefs. Right. 
about money and success. And so I lay out some of these in the book and I just give lists, like literally like here's in a New York hot minute, here's, so I'll talk about a current, you know, a meme in there. Like one of the memes you see is orphans, right? Where this (laughs) poor little boy or poor little girl has lost their parents. They don't have their mommy. and, And then I go through, you know, and I give you a list. Batman was an orphan. Superman was an orphan. Harry Potter is an orphan. Uh, Wonder Woman, um, Heidi, uh, Cinderella. I mean, just go on and people read that and their head explodes. Like, oh my God, I had no idea I was being programmed with these. And I can trace them back to mythology 2000 years ago. I can go back a couple centuries and show you Puccini operas. Or I can go to what were the hit shows in the 90s, right? And people are blown away with how much negative programming we're getting about money and success and achievement and material things. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we, you know, we obviously we talk with, with, with a lot of our listeners, a lot of our clients in our company. Um, I have a specific question for you because we, we, we hear this a lot, right? You, in, in the real estate industry, you hear a lot of people like, yeah, I want to, I want to make a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and of course, we've, we've heard that side of the coin of, you know, money is the root of all evil. You know, we've all heard that, of course. What, what would you say to, to those people who, who feel like, well, gosh, you know, I see someone out there being successful and, and, and they're prosperous, but gosh, I, I see that, you know, they just, or I've heard maybe that they've worked 22 hours a day to get there. Right. What did they give up? Right. How do you get past what they feel like they gave up, whether it was their integrity or whether it was their home life or whether, whether whatever it was? How do we how do we help people understand that they don't have to make that sacrifice? Uh, and how do they get that balance in order to be able to do that? Is what is that what you're um, a little bit? But part of my question is, I think that. some people I think some people want it and maybe don't have a negative con- connotation to actually what money is, but maybe don't feel like they deserve it. Oh, for right. sure. If, if, they, if they don't, if they don't do those things, I mean, I have a, a, I, I, what I did is I broke the your life down into six main areas that you're going to create a philosophy for living. Mm-hmm. So, like, money and success is one. Work and career is another. Sex and sexuality is one. Uh, health and wellness is one. And one of them is ding, 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 ding. God and religion. Mm-hmm. And um, organized religion is probably the guiltiest party in terms of creating worthiness issues. So don't, I I don't want people, people think, oh, Gage must be a militant atheist and he wants there. No, I don't. I, I, I have friends of every faith. And if that faith supports them and nurtures them and enriches their life, I love that. And I want them to have all of that that can, they can desire. But if the, you know, when I look at the, the world and I spent, I went on a sabbatical and spent two years just studying all the major organized religions of the world and what the subliminal messages are. And whether we talk about the concept of original sin, the Buddhist eightfold path, the, kin, the Hindu doctrine of karma, the Jewish covenant, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of negative programming that you were born a sorry sinner or whatever term you want to substitute. You're meant to suffer here. 
And then you're going to get the good stuff in the afterlife. So as long as you will put up with all the garbage here, you're going to get rewarded. So it's they're kind of cosmic frequent flyer programs. If you collect <laughs> enough points, uh, you know, to win the free trip to paradise. Right. right. So if you rub enough rosary beads or say enough Hail Marys or, or you know, whatever your organized religion is telling you that's what's going to get you to Nirvana, then you win the free trip at the end. You trade right. in the points and you get the trip. Right. So we have millions, arguably billions of people who are living their lives as though it's a prologue to their real life. And what I, my question is, what about if it's a prologue to your death? <laughs> you know, you're going to really just throw away this whole life. You're going to waste this whole life and not be healthy and happy and prosperous and successful because you're hoping, you know, the TV televangelist who you sent a hundred bucks to is going to get you the keys to heaven. Yeah. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang. We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage. For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com. Yeah, being able to uh, being able to understand that that your experience here is preparing you for something else. People feeling comfortable with that. Why not have the experience here? Not not sacrificing what you do with everyone else, right? But why not have the experience here be great, preparing you for whatever is next? Why not? Yeah, why and then not let's do... let, let's throw in something else that you mentioned to kind of amend his question, which was, uh, what do you sacrifice? What do you give up? Where's the loss of balance, right? Um, let's be honest and say, of course, there's sacrifice to be successful. There just is, right? But if you're mindful of it, if you say, like me, I was playing softball four nights a week. And I said, well, you know, maybe if I just played softball one night a week, and then on Sundays, that would leave me three other nights I could build my business and be more successful. And that's the route that I chose to take, right? So then when it came time for things I wanted to do, so now I say, okay, okay, my team is going to the World Series. I want to buy new uniforms for the whole team. And I have guys who can't afford the plane tickets or they can't afford the hotel room. I can pony up five grand and help them do that, right? I had the financial uh, you know, uh, flexibility to do that because I mindfully made right. choices, right? Yep. So if you're, you're a caretaker for your elderly parent and they get a bad medical diagnosis and they've got six months to live, you'd probably mindfully get out of balance in the personal arena right. for six months to spend as much time with possible as you could. If right. you just launched a new real estate brokerage this week, you'd probably mindfully choose to get out of balance for the next six months and give up your bowling night and give right. up your poker night and work to grow your agency and build it up. Right. So there is no perfect balance. Any When you see a speaker or an author talk about the perfect circle of balance in all areas of their life, come on, they're full of it. Right. What successful entrepreneurs do, what successful people do, is they mindfully choose what they want to be out of balance with and for how long. And it changes all the time. Yeah. Just being intentional, being intentional about your growth, being intentional about how you're spending your time. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's huge. Intentional. That's a perfect word. 
Yeah. So, uh, so tell me, uh, so tell me if I'm, if I'm a broker, right. Cause we, we help brokers with, with recruiting and everything, but we want them to have a, a, as much of a, a, a solid foundation on all the pillars of what supports their business. So we want them to, to be able to grow into, uh, into being how they want to be in their business. Which of your books, if you were a real estate broker and you were trying to grow and get your head on straight about some things with that you wanted to, to just uh, shore up your business, to get better at your business, which of your books do you think they would start with? Uh, and, and it sounds like Radical Rebirth would be the culmination of where they need to end up, right? But which, what, you know, should they go to the direct, uh, the direct selling for success one? Do they, which, which book do they look at first and kind of what would they pull from it, you think? Uh, no, here's what I think I, I prescribed for those particular patients. Right. Um, the first uh, medication would be my book, Mad Genius. That's just a book about how entrepreneurs look around the corner and predict the future, how you get in front of the marketplace. What are we going to do in a world of cloning genetic engineering, you know, if you're in real estate with Zillow and Redfin and all of these services disrupting the space, all the technology disrupting the space, how do you look around the corner and see what's coming and, and re recognize what are the challenges going to be? And then what are the opportunities that those challenges are going to offer? How do you think like Richard Branson, like Mark Cuban, like Oprah Winfrey? So that book, Mad Genius, is really a manifesto for entrepreneurs. So I would, I would suggest they start, that is the first book they read. And then the second would be Radical Rebirth, which is just as you said, that's kind of the culmination of all my work for really the last 25 years on what programs us. How do we become the, you know, are you a real estate broker because your father was a real estate broker and your grandfather was a real estate broker? And you know, are you in the military because 19 generations of your family has served in the military? You know, or did you ever think, I I really would like to be a dancer or a sculptor right. or collect butterflies for a living, you know, whatever. Um, what I'm doing in the radical rebirth book is is saying, okay. What story are you living? Whose story is that? Did you consciously choose that? Or yeah. did you just get programmed into it and you followed the Pied Piper? Right. And because the number of people who wake up at 40 or 50 or 60 years old and say, my life is, eh. There's Somebody just, else's. There's no there there, right? For me, this the story isn't even in the book, but the, the genesis of this book is I was sitting in the uh, Marriott Airport Miami Hotel on Christmas Eve many years ago, writing my suicide journal because I had realized I'd just come to the conclusion there was just no reason for me to stay on living on this planet. My life was so miserable. And I was fortunate. I was uh, working with a therapist. He called me back. He figuratively talked me off the ledge. And, you know, I lived to fight another day. Uh, but along the way, I recognized, hey, you don't, if your life, so, you know, there were parts of my life where I just hated myself. And I had to kill off that old version of me. Right. 
And then there's hopefully the people listening to this, you're not in that space. You could be, but if you're not, you just, it's not that you have this old version of you that you hate and you run, you need to run away from, but you have this higher version of you that you desire and you would like to run toward. Right. So my premise of the Radical Rebirth book is, hey, you don't have to kill yourself. You can kill off the parts of yourself that you don't like. Right. And then you can mindfully choose the programming, the vision, the daily habits, which will take you to becoming the person you desire to become. Yeah, that's I, I love that. That's that, that's so awesome. That's how when when I talk to people, I talk to about lines of code in their head, right? You're you're running a program. And and if you allow it, you know, people are going to insert a virus in your head and they're going to mess up everything else. And it doesn't have to be this huge program that they put in there. It can just be a very small piece of code that 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 you're that you're running in your head and it ends up being an issue for you later. The best way to to get to the bottom of that is you have to know what the virus was that was that was put in there. The the what you're talking about is is so helpful to so many people. I, it's absolutely incredible. I'm sure the message has been re really well received. How long has the book been out? Uh, probably about third, maybe four months now. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It's, it's doing great. It's blowing up in Germany. Yeah. It's the fastest selling book the publisher ever did in Iran. The Farsi version, nice. um, Turkish version, explode. Colombia, Peru, Mexico, doing really. You know, it's 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 doing amazing. And I think I can see, yeah, I can see why. key thing you just said, this line of code, let me give an example from the book. The first really big superhero movie was Spider-Man, the original. Right. There's a scene when poor little Peter Parker is talking to his uncle. Now, why is he talking to his uncle? Because of right. course he's an orphan right. and his uncle and his aunt raised him. Right. right? So he's this poor little orphan. And the uncle says to him, we may not be rich, but at least we're honest. Well, if you were in the theater, you're noshing on your popcorn and your milk duds, and you think you're watching a superhero movie, but no, what just happened is you just got programmed with a line of code, as you just referenced. That quote is a line of code because Let's translate that. What does that mean? We may not be rich, but at least we're honest. Well, of course, it means rich people are dishonest. dishonest. <laughs> right. So you should be happy that you're poor because this means you're a good person. Right. And that's a line of code that every 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old in the theaters who watched that movie got programmed with and they had no idea they were programmed with it. And the, and the most dangerous part, just like viruses and code that get put in a computer, most of the time, like you just said, people don't even realize it's happening. I mean, it can be something that you see, it can be something that you hear, it can be a choice that you made and you think that you're, that, you know, it can be a, a, a not a great choice and you made it and you feel like you're stuck with that because that is who you are. And the reality is be intentional about who you want to be instead of just, who you are because of the code that's been put in your head, either by someone else or by your, by yourself. Yeah. That's, I can't wait to read the book. The book is, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be absolutely incredible. I, I, it's on audible. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 It'll blow your mind. Cause it's, yeah. 
it's literally 98 or 99 percent of those are subliminal subconscious and you don't know you're getting programmed yeah. with them yeah and there's and there's and, and, and again i know we want to be respectful of your time so but i want to make a point here that there's two sides to that coin right because some people listen to that and they say oh well it i want to i want to be a good person right so i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not going to prosper in the the, the money and materials category because really like I just want to be a, a, a good person because, you know, I watched Spider-Man when I was 17. Right. Nobody um, consciously does that. It's all right. subconscious. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, someone's subconscious said, well, I don't really care about being a good person. The only thing that matters to me is money and material, material things. That person got programmed to, okay, I need to be very dishonest. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I need, if I need to get, right. the, yeah, absolutely. Get the things that it's a that very, very to. intuitive, uh, uh, analysis, you know, very, very insightful. So well, shame on you, Marvel. No, just <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Don't bust on Marvel, man. <laughs> oh, That's the thing. Cause people say like, just bear with me. I, I know we're at time, but just bear with me. I want to get, um, I'm going to get the book. I'm going to find this chapter. I want to give you an example of this orphan thing because you're just you're just gonna it's, it's just gonna blow your mind because you just you say let me see if it's i have a chapter why you love to hate rich people right let me see if it's in there okay yeah all right so listen to this uh when it comes to mind viruses the more emotional they are the more rapidly they propagate around the world and the more right. deeply they right. impact you. Right. And what's more impactful than an orphan, right? right? We hear the story of Tarzan alone in the jungle, right? So here's in a, in a hot minute, here's the orphans in popular literature. Tarzan, Snow White, Huckleberry mm -hmm. Finn, Tom Sawyer, James Bond, Captain America, Heidi, the boxcar children, Mowgli from the Jungle Book, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, The Pied Piper, Little Orphan Annie, uh, The Marvel Hawkeye, David Copperfield, Poe from Kung Fu Panda, Poison Ivy, Batman, Robin, Lauren Croft, Finn from Star Wars, Han Solo, Anakin Skywalker, Luke and Leia Skywalker, Ray Skywalker, The Mandalorian, Worf, Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery, Cinderella, The Fly, Frodo Baggins, Superman, Supergirl, Firefly, Harry Potter, Black Manna, Daredevil, Green Hornet, Oliver Twist, Professor X, Wolverine, Magneto, Magneto, Cyclops, John Wick, Jon Snow, Daenerys, Targaryen, and pretty much anyone with the surname of Stark. Okay, so just, and you recognize, okay, so... Is this a secret conspiracy by the Hollywood screenwriters to, to mind brain control people? No. If you want to be a best-selling writer, you know, you want to write a book and your favorite author is Agatha Christie, you want to write a mystery like Agatha Christie novels, right? And so if you're a TV writer or a screenwriter for movies or a book author, you want to create a work like the one that impacted you yep. when you first fell in love with the idea. So yep. your first, if you watch, if you're a filmmaker and you watched Alien from James Cameron, 
oh my God, I want to make a movie like Alien. So you don't even realize, oh, I just bought into the meme of the evil, greedy corporation, which is going to sell out the world to make right. more money for the shareholders. Right. right. So it's not a conspiracy. It's just the people, what, what mind viruses do is they parasitize the host yeah. and cause you to replicate the mind virus with the people around you. Yeah. So you grow up and you loved Robert Ludlum novels. And then when you wanted to write an international spy super thriller, you wrote a, like a Robert Ludlum formula. And it's going to be uh, infected with the memes that money is bad and rich people right. are evil and blah, 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 blah. And lots of Krav Maga. That's right. <laughs> so, so listen, uh, we got to have you back on if you're, if you're up for it. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you back on. You have a podcast also, right? It's called I the uh, the Power Prosperity Podcast. You want to you want to talk about what the, what you kind of cover with that? Uh, well, so I actually do a I've started a for profit prosperity ministry that I'm doing a lesson service every Saturday. It's not a church. It's not a religion. I call it the unchurch. Right. And uh, so one of the things I do is so I do that live every uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, and you guys can find details on my website, randygage.com. And then I rebroadcast it on Monday in my uh, podcast and also on my YouTube channel. Okay. And then I also like do other interviews and podcasts with people. And so you at least one or two shows every week on the podcast with something to do with prosperity and or success. Fantastic. We, we, we love it. We'll, we'll listen it. We'll tune into it. And, uh, and uh, I'm going to get the book. I'll go to audible here in just a yes, second and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and get I'm radical reaching to get over here. <laughs> and, and start. Yeah, let me, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, which no. Okay. All right. Radical rebirth isn't out yet on audio. Mad genius is available on audio radical rebirth. I didn't get in the studio right away because of COVID Okay. So I'm thinking, when did they tell me? Um, I think it's out next. I think it's not out till like May for the audio version. Yeah. The print okay. version is out. Well, I'll, I'll get Mad Genius, which also sound incredible. And that's where you told the brokers to start with anyway. So so I'll, I'll grab on to that. And uh, and then as soon as the other one comes out, and we'd love to have you on again. And, yes, for uh, sure. And, and, dig, and dig more. All right. We can, we, can we can do that. We can do that. We very much uh, we very much appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you heard all the information, you know, to get in, to get in touch with Randy to learn more about him. Um, go to randygage g a g e dot com. Um, I'll put that in the, the description below, so that it'll just be clickable, and you guys can go and uh, and check that out. Make sure you, you check out all of his books, all of his content, because he is just killing it out there. And 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 shame on you if you don't want to learn from this guy. Um, other than that, if you're listening to this. On iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, make sure you hit that follow button, that subscribe button. If you somehow are watching this on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button, that bell right beside, that bell right beside of it. You get notified every time we drop a new episode. If you want to listen to all these things where, where we you know, go and, 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 and show you how to be prosperous, go to prospectboomerang.com, uh, click on podcasts, and all of our episodes are there. You can also sign up for our VIP list, uh, something special coming there next week. So yep. take, take, take a quick look at that. Um, Matt? Yeah, Ben. We talked to all these wonderful, amazing, we're so lucky. We are right. Grateful for it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we bring them straight to our listeners along with, you know, their brilliant minds. And we do that for one reason and one reason alone and tell them why that is.
because we just want to be part of their wins. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, Let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.